Serena and Katie have anxiety Maybe you have it too If so, you're not alone They're spiraling just like you Hello, welcome back to Spiraling. We are here. New episode. <laughs> we are here. New episode. Um, Katie is in a different location, which is exciting. It means we're in the same but time zone, which is We're in the same nice. time zone, which is so wild because I went to text you and I was trying to do the math in my head today of the time change. And then I was like, oh, no, she's on the same one. I know. Which, this feels silly. But honestly, when both of us are trying to coordinate, sometimes the, the East Coast, West Coast divide really does kick into high gear. I know um, it's tough. We had a we had a recording either this season or last season where it was. 8 a.m. my time or maybe even 730 yeah. my time. And <laughs> I am just 730. Yeah, I'm not quite right in the mornings, turns out. <laughs> um, now people are going to go back and try to identify which episode that was. Well, this, so, like, just to dive right in, um, I was asking Katie if I had talked about my August funk on the pod, which I did, but just to dive a little bit deeper because it was such a huge spiral and I don't it was like a an all-consuming life spiral for pretty much all of August and I talked to a lot of people and it turns out that a lot of people go through it in August somebody said that August is the Sunday of months and I really agree with that Aww. and I think that August is amazing it's summer and there are certain romantic elements to it but yeah I don't know maybe for me it always feels like halfway through the year even though June is technically that I'm not sure but anyway upon reflection I realized that I tend to have a little bit of a funk every August which is interesting to recognize that pattern because I have made a note of it and we are recording this episode and now next August I will know when I enter the funk sort of like or I probably won't because it will be like when we get our periods and we feel super anxious beforehand and are like why is this happening to me and then are reminded that our periods are coming. Um, so in short I felt really just burnt out in August. I've felt like I was creatively stunted. I had no good ideas. I felt like everything that I was making and doing just sucked. I felt really low energy. My baseline anxiety levels were higher. I felt like, like I was entering that common spiral of not, I don't want to say common, but I, I've definitely had it many times before where I feel like I can't do anything well and I'm not having any good ideas. And I'm like, am I never going to have any good ideas again? Is this it? <laughs> the end of my creative life. And it, it, I got really, really down on myself. And there was just a lot of negative self-talk. And it's... Interesting when this happens to me because I just feel like I am 
really self-aware. So I could take a step back and be like, okay, obviously this is not going to be permanent. You've had this before. You will come out the other side. This is a temporary funk. Just be in it. What makes you think that this funk is any different than past funks? But it doesn't always work to get you out of that spiral. You can logically know that this is temporary and it's happened before and that you're making a bigger deal out of it than it is, but somehow you still feel a little bit hopeless. Um, And I think things started to get a little bit better at the end of the month. Um, but I went on vacation, uh, I've been back for a week, but I went on vacation and I, three days in, I started to have all these ideas for things I wanted to do for recipes, for solving certain work and person and and personal stuff too and i started writing all these notes in my phone and looking was like you know like what are you typing over there i was like i just don't want to forget these ideas and i am it was such a relief and in thinking about it now it's very obvious that i was just a little bit burnt out and i needed a little bit of space to have my brain start functioning as usual and i am not saying lest anybody misinterpret this or like you know like the privilege seem out of control i'm not saying that i one should go on vacation every time that they're having this spiral but the one thing that you know my my therapist has been saying for years is that like the most productive creative people are people who take regular breaks throughout the day just for you know, taking, I forget what the actual, I think it's every two and a half hours, take a short break. And the short break can be anything from like going for a quick walk, you know, dancing to some music, reading a chapter of a book, whatever it may be. But I am really resistant to that. I'm curious if you are as well. Like I, if I'm working, I'm like, no, 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 like don't take a break now. You got to just keep going or taking a break every two and a half hours, like that's going to add up to, I don't know, this huge chunk of time throughout the day. And I can't possibly do that. There's all these things that need to get done, but I would actually get those things done more quickly if I gave myself some scheduled breaks. And I don't know what the actual long-term tweak to my lifestyle is that needs to be made. I'm thinking... Maybe it's, remember, we've talked about this endlessly, but, but like there was a phase free taco where I was reading a little bit of, I was getting up earlier and reading a little bit of fiction every morning while I drank my coffee before yeah. I did my workout and started my day, et cetera. And it's kind of like that. It's like building in, even though that, I don't know if we, it is, a that was a break, even though it was before the day started, that was a break for my brain, a pre-break. And I think that as somebody, I feel kind of guilty when I take breaks. Like I felt an odd mix on vacation of, because a couple of years ago I started 
going off social media when I go on vacation. And, and that was a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I think that's part of why my creativity came back a bit while I was away. And I think maybe I have to take some of that into not vacation time, like having maybe it's just one day a week, or maybe it's more time limitations on things like social media, or it is now I have tacos, so I have to get up earlier anyway, but maybe I get up even earlier to do a little bit of reading or I take a true lunch break instead of like eating my lunch while I eat emails. I'm just, while I eat emails, <laughs> I respond to emails. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out exactly what it looks like. And also yeah. I think for a lot of people, meditation solves this problem, but as we all know, I do not meditate at the moment. Well, um, I don't know. I remain this, ever hopeful. I don't hopeful. think it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. But I think there's something. So I, I really want, whenever I come back from a break of any kind, even just like a particularly restful weekend, I feel really motivated, which I love, to implement better habits that I think will keep this momentum going. And sometimes it works. Like I feel like last year I had a good solid stretch of six months where I felt like really inspired and not burnt out and amazing. And I don't know, I don't know really, I'm going to go to yoga tonight. I haven't been to an in-person yoga class in, I don't know how long. And I'm really excited about that because I've been wanting to get back into yoga. And then I was like, why are you not getting back into yoga? And as a tangential thing, and then I will stop talking because monopolist no, this no. introduction now um there there are a lot of things that i love and want to do and there are a lot of things that i don't necessarily want to do like needleless things that i procrastinate and i want like if I'm like, I want to go to more yoga classes, I just keep saying that to myself. Like, I want to go to more yoga classes, but I'm not actually doing anything about it. So I'm capitalizing on this momentum that I feel after this break, where I feel like really motivated and inspired to actually set these things in motion because, you know, like the, an object in motion stays in motion. I just have to right. get started. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to one yoga class tonight and then I'm going to try and go once a week. I'm not going to go nuts and be like, I'm going to go three times a week because that's not sustainable. And I know that that won't work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try and go once a week to an in-person yoga class. And I, and maybe I won't keep it up. Hopefully I will. But sometimes it's just doing that first thing. And I was actually talking in therapy recently about how I've been really procrastinating a lot of stuff. And I think that contributed to my August funk as well. And it's everything from making a dentist appointment because I'm positive right now that I have a cavity to calling my mom, uh, to signing up for a yoga class, to finishing my book proposal, which I finally did and sent in. Woo, um, oh my but, God. Uh, Congrats. Okay. We'll save yeah. that for the highs, but that's so, cute. Yes. That's no but that, that, that was, that was big too. And I want to capitalize on that, like small Momentum. feeling of confidence. Yeah. I have not actually sold that book yet, but the proposal is in. Um, so but that's still huge. Yeah, I think, but I think that's something that we haven't talked about in depth in our many, many, many conversations over the years is the um, we've sort of talked about things that constitute breaks in terms of how they're part of 
our management toolkit, like technically putting your legs up the wall is taking a break or like exercising or, you know, your, your morning walks. I think that's different. Yeah. I think think it feels different than taking like planned breaks, whether it's bit, whether it's, you know, planned 10 minute breaks throughout the day or taking a, you know, a vacation if possible or working. Maybe I, I do think for a lot of people, if you, we spend so much time on screens, so maybe it's not, maybe I don't think everybody has an issue with social media like I do, but maybe there's just like apps you use a lot on your phone. I just think like being more mindful of screen time too, and how it affects our dopamine levels and our just overall well-being. (laughs) might be really helpful just a a regular gut check on the screen front yeah well okay I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on on all this um are you is there anything else no no sorry that was a psychotically long no that was good that was good (laughs) gave me a lot to I literally took notes I have a lot to work with um well you know the first thing I want to say is that like I think for I'll speak for myself it's very challenging to do. You have like the things that you want to do and then you have the things that you need to do and you want to do those. Sometimes there's a Venn diagram where like, I both want to do the things that I need to do, but they're not like fun necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I, and then there's the things you want to do. And sometimes they are as dire as like need to do. Like maybe yoga is really actually like a need to do. Like we, you know, it's kind of hard to discern, but it's very hard for me to do the like want to do like the, or same with like reading a little bit each morning or whatever. It's hard for me to do that. If I have like 8 billion work things piling up and I have Uh to call this person and do this and I have something in a little bit, it's hard for me to sit down and do the thing I want to do when there's a million things that I need to do that I'm also not doing, but I just stay in this buffering zone in between where I, you know, and then I the cue the drinking game because I quote this movie all the time. <laughs> but in the um, in one of the before movies, I think it's before the second one, before sunset or before yes. sunrise or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when yeah, before sunset, she says, "There's so much I want to be doing, I end up doing not much." And yeah, that feeling is so uncomfortable. You know, it's this feeling of like having so many ideas but not enough time. And I really struggle with like. I don't have children. I don't have a dog. I have a lot of friends and community where I live, which it's becoming very, very clear to me right now, like how much of a uh, impact that has on me, even having familiar strangers, because as Serena mentioned, we are in the same time zone because I am doing an apartment swap right now where I'm in Montreal, where I don't know a soul and I don't speak French, which is obviously fine. Like everyone here speaks English, but I, you know, and I've been, I've been in places where they, they less people speak English than Canada, you know, but, um, and everyone does much better than I can speak French or Spanish or any other language on the earth, which is so embarrassing and so American, but I just don't want to, it's just embarrassing a little bit to be like, I have to speak English. So I'm just talking a lot less. Like I'm not, I'm not eavesdropping on strangers conversations. Not that I do that often. Ah. Just being somewhere where you don't speak the language and you don't, yeah, it just, it feels, it's very, very different. I've only been here a couple of days, so I'm still finding my footing and but all of that to say, it's just like, I'm seeing how important, how important 
community is and how important having people around you is, especially if you're traveling alone. And um, I think people can be very good markers to kind of force you to keep some of these boundaries. And the and the the main thing, you know, that you're saying is like, this is not we're not messing around with talking about rest, with talking about like doing things you want to do, with talking about giving yourself these parameters, because there's this thing that like when you don't have a boss or you're a freelancer or, and you, so being a freelancer is basically you just have many bosses, you know? And mm-hmm. it, even if you have a, it, actually, if you have a more structured job on the day to day basis, this is probably less of a, issue because it is like, it's, it's definitely less of an issue. Like if you have to be somewhere and work from nine to five, Monday through Friday, you're pretty likely to take breaks in the, or do a few things that you want to do on the weekends or in the evenings or in the mornings, because you have that like time where I have historically been really, really messy about my time and about my boundaries where I'm feeling like I'm always working and never working. And I'm just kind of, Mm -hmm. just kind of in that middle buffer place that I described before about like not doing any of the things that I'm not having fun, but I'm also not working. I'm just in this middle place. And, you know, I, I haven't gone on a vacation. Like I didn't, we never took vacations when I was a kid. Like every once in a while we'd take a trip somewhere, but I find the distinction like very different. And yes. when, when I'm, when I've been a grown up, I've traveled a lot. Like I've gone to a lot of places, but I've always been putting up a podcast and editing and do, you know, like I've always been working, but I'm also kind of like, I'm really lucky and privileged that I'm my job I can do from anywhere and I can kind of, you know, start whenever. And as long as it gets done, it doesn't matter when I do it, which is a both a huge blessing and huge privilege, but there are some downsides, which I'm only realizing now after many, many years of not managing it well. And if you have people around you, you can co-regulate with their cycles. You can co-regulate like maybe they work full time or maybe they have some sort of boundary or maybe they just like want to eat at a certain time. But like, I don't have any of that. So, you know, back at home, I do have friends, but like, again, and I think LA is just a place where it kind of feels like when is anyone ever working? Cause it feels like everyone's hanging out all day and during the day and like (laughs) things close early. It's just such a strange place in that sense. Um, and also, you know, since I've been there, it has been pandemic or post pandemic. So I think that did, there was a time where like not a lot of people were doing much, you know, and there are, and it's just a big population of that, whether there are actors who are waiting, you know, right now, like an entire huge industry where I live, like is, is kind of in a waiting period, you know? Yeah. But even when they're, even when it's not a strike, like there's a lot of that is like being in between shows or being in between jobs. Like a lot of people are in between stuff. A lot of people have the similar lifestyle as I do. So my reason in bringing that up is that like, it's not a other people can't even friends can't really be my mechanism to create some structure. And I've just been really bad at it, like extremely bad at it. And it's, it was funny when Serena was bringing this up about like telling me about her downtime on when she was, on vacation about like getting ideas for the first time and all of that. Like this has been something that I've been really thinking about a lot and, and honestly struggling with because this relates to the thing you said about stopping. So 
There's this incredible book that I have not read, but it's called 4,000 Weeks. Have you heard of it or read it? No, I have not. Um, Okay. There's a lot in it that I know about because I've listened to the author on a bunch of podcasts, but I have not read it, but I'm, I'm planning on it. But I do kind of think, even though I I will read it, it, um, I I think it is one of those books that you can kind of get the gist from reading about it or, you know, listening to it on podcasts. It's about time and purpose and, um, you know, he, one of the, the, some things I wrote down from the book, I'll just share briefly, but like to make the most of, out of your time, you have to be willing to waste time basically. And to be Mm -hmm. present in meaningful moments, you can't like think about being present, you know what I mean? And achieving more tasks doesn't lead to a sense of meaning. Like you'll get like a quick hit of dopamine, but that and that might be good because it might, like you said, objects in motion stay in motion. It might lead to some momentum, and that is good. But fulfillment um, is not going to come from that, you know. And often, like there's this one part where he talks about how in moments of crisis, where you know exactly where you need to be, you're like, okay, I am 100% where I'm meant to be because I have I dropped everything to help my family member right now. And I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world. Like there's some yes. satisfaction there. Cause you n- know where you're meant to be. Where like, I think my entire existence is always like, it's an issue of prioritization to some extent, but it's like, what should I be doing when, and is this more important than that? And I don't know. And does it really matter? And I'm not sure what should I do? And it's that in between is really, really tough. And then, you know, this, this kind of came up in a conversation I was having with with my friend Zoe, who I talked about this in the last podcast episode. She was moving and she has moved. She's in London now. And before she was going away or leaving forever, <laughs> um, we were spending a lot of time together. And, and she had an, the entire month of August off because she had quit her job and like gave herself a month to like get ready for grad school and move all of her belongings to, you know, across the world. And, um, during that time, she wanted to do a lot of like LA bucket list things. Like we went to Santa Barbara to this garden and we, um, went to the Ames house and did a bunch of architectural tours and just like, went to the restaurants we wanted to, or she wanted to. And, you know, I was still working though. <laughs> like I still had to like, and, and honestly it was my first month at this new job. Um, but I also kind of knew that I would be coming here to a place where I have literally no friends. And I kind of was like, all right, that's fine. I'll just do all my work when I get to Montreal, I'll just get so, so behind. I'll just say yes to everything. (laughs) I'll do the bare minimum for all of August and I'll like fix it in post, you know? And so I didn't like fully do that though. Cause it was, I couldn't, you know, like life was still happening. I still had emails coming. Like I had to show up and do stuff. Um, and, but I, I will say like the very last weekend prior to me getting here, like I, I got here, Um, I had, yeah, like that, that Friday through Tuesday, I had a plan. I I work every Friday night at the shop and then, um, but that, you know, is 
social to an extent. And then Saturday, that Saturday, I had a movie and dinner plan with Captain. I had a breakfast plan earlier that day. I had like a, I forget what it was, something like midday. And then Sunday, like same thing. I had a yeah coffee meeting. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. I, I went to the garden with, I stayed up until like 2 a.m., out doing things, met him at the garden for, a um, at the Huntington garden at 8am for a garden walk, went to coffee, went to another lunch thing, went to, uh, this place called Vidiot's open near us. And so we keep going to all these old movies, but went to another movie, went to dinner the next day, had another, like, I just said yes to anybody who wanted to hang out with me instead of like yeah. doing my vacillating, like, Oh, should I, but I have to work. And oh, only if we can do it at eight, because I have to work. Like, I just made all the choices. Yes. Which I never do, you know, like, and it made it so easy because I was just kind of like binge, binge, go for it. And then you can restrict when you get to the other place and you're going to miss human connection. And so I had a weekend, like I had a really fun time and I, people were like, I got asked on a date. I got like random, like, and I was like, oh my God, I have this like magnetism to me because I'm leaving. Like I have this sort of, I could just feel it. Like, I, and I do think it's like a true thing, but the, the point of all of that is like, I took a proper weekend, which I have not done. Yes in so long because this is like a personal problem, but basically my internet at my apartment like does not work well at all. And I've done everything, you know, before people tell me to call AT&T or get a new box or I've done it all. (laughs) Trust me, I've really done it all. The solution that I keep getting from AT&T is to move. Um, (laughs) So it's just not. You're like, well, now I have temporarily. (laughs) Yeah. And yes, I've gone to Verizon to see if I can use my hotspot permanently. I've tried that also is not like, just trust me. I've done the due diligence, but all of that to say, I have access to this really great office. Um, shout out to Matters of Space if anyone needs um, interior design in Los Angeles or worldwide. Um, my The people who own the shop that I work at next door have a design studio and I have a key. My friend PJ gave me a key and I can work from that office. But obviously they're there Monday through Friday. And it's challenging, especially since I often record things and just I don't do well with like um, a bunch of. Yeah, I just it was too distracting to go during the week, which honestly, like, I don't know, maybe I will try again, but um, I would go on the weekends. I'd be like I would kind of save up my work and be and like almost not procrastinate on purpose, but like I was just kind of like, well, the weekends are when I'll work. However, turns out weekends are when most people want to hang. <laughs> and so yeah. I was just like half working, half not working, like, and also not resting, like half working, half not working is one thing, but also like half resting and resting. Like that's another thing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really work well. And so anyway, in these, like, you know, all that time I was spending with Zoe, that was, you know, her resting. We had some of these conversations where you know, we would just kind of talk about everything because we had some long drives and and it was this sense of like completion because she was moving and a lot of so much change in her life happening. And, um, and she was like, I think you really need weekends. She's very good at giving me advice. Yeah. And she was like, you really got to take some weekends. She's like, it can't, you, it doesn't have to be Saturday and Sunday, but you got to figure out a time ladder, like two days in a row that you don't work because it's like, not, you're not doing well. And 
I had been thinking about that anyway, because of the like in between buffering thing. And my friend Sasha had left me a voice text and, and Sasha, we've talked about here before, but she's, she's in New York, but she does, she officiates weddings and she does, um, ceramics and she does a, a million things. She's a brilliant, right. You know, she's just one of those people who does so many things. And she had left me a voice text and she was like, so I'm giving myself, she's just catching up with me. And she's like, so I'm giving myself a half day on Thursday. I'm going to not work in the afternoon. And I'm going to, I think she was going to a museum. Yeah. She was going to the Whitney. And I, you know, I left that message being like, Oh my God, I love the way she articulated that. Like I'm giving myself a half day. Like I was like, I never do that, but also like, don't feel too bad for me because I don't work all day, every day either. I just, but I haven't made the distinction in my mind where like, I'm not, you know, going to the museum necessarily. I might just be like, not working, which is not also resting. I'm just in this, this limbo in between where I think if I made the distinctions of like, I'm, and if I just plan, maybe instead of planning the times I'm working, if I plan the times I'm resting or if I plan the times I'm having fun, then I'll make sure I get my shit done. It's the schedule. I, I, not to interrupt you there, but I think what you just said is so important and is what I was trying to articulate is the importance of planning rest of building it. That's what my therapist was saying. He was like, you love like lists and I'm trying to move away from making productivity such a central part of my life. Like I think so many of us are because we have been trained societally to measure our worth by how productive we are. And it's very sad, but it's the truth. And I think that scheduling like if it makes you feel better which it sometimes does in my case to put that break 10 15 20 minutes half an hour whatever it is into the schedule you're more likely to respect it do you know what i mean like there's something tangible about it and everybody is deserving of rest everybody but it is so shocking when you talk to, read about, listen to people who are super productive. There, I will find it for the show notes. There was an episode of Liz Moody's podcast where she had a productivity specialist on. And he was basically talking about the fact that there has been sort of those viral schedules of super successful people. And a lot of them, you know, get up at 4.30 and meditate and journal and go to the gym and do all of these things. And then they're in the office at 6.45 and they're doing... It's like, this is what successful people look like. And he was like, that is just a small subset of super successful people. There are a ton of people who are just more productive in the afternoon. Like that is a normal thing. Maybe somebody listening is part of that camp. I'm somebody who's more productive in the morning. That's just who I am. But a lot of people are more productive in the afternoon or late in the evening. And he was, and this particular expert who has written several successful books and like is an expert in this field, he was like, I don't start my day until 11 a.m. Like he was like, I get up, I sleep in, I'm pretty leisurely. I he I think he does do some journaling. I feel like everybody journals except for me. But you know, there he he 
had essentially what we've discussed a lot, which Katie, you are also a fan of, like he basically had a slow, he was a proponent for slow mornings. And he was like, I work a bit later than a lot of people, but I do my best work in the afternoon. And he was like, so why would I try to do something, aka get up super early in the morning and do all of these things when my brain does not respond well to that, he was like, I am fighting my own nature. So I've settled into my own rhythm that works really well. And I think that requires a bit of self-reflection, but, you know, making like allowing that slow morning. And I think my version of that for a bit was allowing myself to read in bed with my coffee. And that felt so good. And I think to be able to whether it's scheduling rest, or I think some people feel they are not deserving of rest. I put myself in that category often. I'm, I think there's a much, there's more to untangle there, but there's always yeah. been this part of me that feels like, I think probably because I come from a lot of privileges, like if I, if I'm not working harder than anybody else, then I don't deserve any of the things that I have. And that is also a source of a lot of anxiety for me. So I feel a lot of guilt when I rest. And like, if something that comes to me is not incredibly, if I didn't work really hard for it, then I feel like I don't deserve it. And Mm. there is such a difference between like, you can work hard and also rest. And often the people who are resting well and effectively are are working just as hard like if you read somebody's beautiful novel and they wrote there's two beautiful novels and one person took three years of working you know 17 hour days on their novel and somebody else wrote a really beautiful novel working on it you know six hours a day for six months is the person who completed it more quickly less worthy of success than the person who spent more time no like they both worked really hard it just looked different you know what I mean and I think there's that that was not a a perfect example of what I'm trying to say but often you know we've discussed so many times that work expands to fit the time allotted and Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think personally my my brain likes it if I procrastinate a lot and get all twisted up and then I get down to the wire and I just have to go into a hole and focus intently to get things done by the deadline and I I could either spend two weeks working on something or 48 hours working on something and get the same thing done yeah and I, I often honestly I often ask some of my friends who have multiple children I'm like how are you like doing all these things and there are lots of explanations and various forms of help and whatever but they're like I just work so much more efficiently now yeah because I'm like you only have this much time no like you can't be lollygagging like this is the only time let's get this shit done yeah and I don't know I mean I just what's really this is sort of tangential to I wanted to go back to what you mentioned earlier about the fact that in order sometimes for ideas to actually come, you have to sort of do what feels like nothing, even though it's not just like allowing yourself to think and ideate and be creative. And 
for a long time when my primary goal was to get a TV show. I used to, I spent like three years going on a lot of informational meetings with producers. And basically my job was to pitch different show ideas. And I never really had, it's unsurprising to me that nothing happened because I didn't have any particularly strong ideas. And Logan once, not in like a mean way, but he he was like, have you ever just sat down and tried to come up with show ideas seriously? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, and he was like, I don't, I don't think you have, like, I imagine it would take like weeks to like sit and just come up with show ideas. No, no, <laughs> absolutely right. But I was like, I can't possibly just sit around for weeks coming up with TV show ideas for a show I might never have. But the flip of that is I'll never get a TV show unless I come up with a good enough idea. I'm like, yeah. Those don't just like happen in like, you know, the 20 minutes before a meeting. And it's the right. same. It's it's just an interesting. Well, like if you want to come up with really good ideas, you have to just allow yourself the brain space to just what what did my therapist call it? It's called I don't want to say it's I'm now the word productive stuck in my head. It's like it's something along the lines of productive daydreaming. Mm, like he's yeah. like essentially the breaks are meant for you to be daydreaming in that that's where yeah. a lot of actually first of all it's restorative for your brain but that's also where a lot of ideas come from yeah yeah oh i was just going to i was just going to say my last therapist that i had most recently prescribed to me scheduling in like time to dream once a I think it was meant to be Monday mornings and I was like on my calendar and I had to do it. Um, but like the thing, some of the, the tricky side, I, I agree, the good, good exercise, good thing to do. Totally. I think what's challenging and I think you, you probably relate to me in this way too. It's like our brains are smart and kind of mean and sometimes and so they're like, mean. okay, well, yeah, but that's not real. So like, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And this email just came yes. through and you don't want to do that right now. So like, just do the email. And <laughs> and then it's like, fuck you brain. Like, yeah, you're right. But like, this is a thing, you know? And so it's the, 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 the thing I'll just go back to like what I was saying before about this, this episode and like where I was, where I was talking about before with the weekend thing and, and rest, it's like, like to to your point about stopping, like I think the non-productive mornings, like I do that sort of by default. Like lately, something's been happening with me where I just have I've been really slow in the mornings. And I don't know, like it it was interesting what you were saying about like deserving rest, right? Cause and and I thought that was really cool that you shared that about like, you know, believing that you deserve the privileges that you have. Like I think. I feel similarly with um with like the end part of that of like deserving rest but I think my this is kind of a thought experiment I'm doing live right now of like does that feel true for me and I'm like trying to think and it's like I think it does but it's like a little bit different like I think I saw my mom be one of those moms that you were talking about that was just kind of like all right I have literally no time I don't know what art is. I don't know what rest is. I just know what, mm-hmm. like, I decompress a little bit at the end of the day by, like, watching TV and eating some snacks. But, like, other than that, <laughs> like, I just 
my kid gets perfect attendance. I do everything I can to be right and to be good. Yeah. And I just like, I cry talking about it, but like I just pocket everything down and we just go. And so I kind of have that mentality very, very strong within me that I've, but that's not my life. Like that hasn't been my life. And I don't have it. I don't have any of those like time will expand to, to the task, get the task done or whatever you said of like, because again, like with the brain outriding the the thing, it's like I tend to procrastinate a lot because I don't have any markers for myself of stopping. So like, yeah, I know that like, yeah, I should do that now because then I'll have all that free time later. But I all, I'm almost like, you know, some weird twisted way. I'm always like afraid of the the free time. So it's like, like for instance, I had an interview early and it was at nine a.m. But that's like, cause I'm still on LA time. That's like 6am for my body. So like I, and I don't do well with that in Los Angeles, you know? So I was, I had to prepare the day before, obviously, but I had all day to prepare. So I, and I had weeks, you know, but instead I did it like right up and until the end. Um, and it's just like, I end up working late and I end up doing these things that are like on my own doing because I don't get things done early because I never, ever have to, which is fine, but it does become a little bit tricky because then you're just kind of in this kind of, and if you just get them done earlier, you can actually feel like, I I don't feel like I deserve to rest, like where my deservingness comes in. This is what I was trying to say. It's not so much like I have to earn it, but it's like, I have to, I really, and maybe everyone does this is not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm special. It's just the piece of like having, feeling like you have homework hanging over your head. It's very hard for me to then rest when I know I have something I have to do, even though I won't just do that thing. I'll like do other things. You know what I mean? So it's just, I mean, I guess I'm just describing procrastination, but like just quickly, if before we do highs, like a few more things from this podcast episode that relate to this and like the importance of weekends, like with what Zoe said about, um, you know, I, I can have, I can choose whatever days I want them to be, but it needs to be two days in a row. That was good. But then I, it doesn't really work. And same with this, like, yeah, I can do my work at any time, but then if I, you know, kind of fuck around all morning and then I work until nine o'clock, it's like, well, then I missed the opportunity to, you know, a friend, a friend had texted me a couple of weeks ago to be like, Oh, do you want to go get happy hour at cafe birdie? And I said, no. And I really felt bad about it because I had to work, you know? And then our, our favorite restaurant, this restaurant, it closed and not favorite restaurant, even it just was like the only restaurant in our neighborhood. And I felt so much regret for that. I was like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Why didn't I, I never, I, you know, it wasn't like something I could just do later. And so anyway, the Soviet union had this attempt to synchronize time with a five day work system. And so they, they were trying to like desynchronize everybody's time where like some people would work at this time, some people work at this time. And it had all these negative consequences on quality of life because modern societies have unintentionally created similar you know, desynchronized time, like people being freelancers. Like happy hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Through, you know, having irre- irregular work schedules and remote yeah. and flexibility, which is good. But then it makes it so like, 
you're, it's hard to align. And like the thing that really stuck out for me more than anything else from this episode was that like the most, the peak experiences that we remember in our lives that are most fun are always with other people. You might like feel really good on your own and like have a nice time getting an idea or getting into a workflow, but like the most fun is always going to be with, with other people. And so Anyway, it's like there is something there about like there's so much transference that comes with with being with other people. And I think that is something that like I'm really struggling with right now, to be honest. And I'm here by myself. I don't know anyone. And it's like I did this of like, yeah, I can be like my own right residency and I can get stuff done, which is cool. But also like. I I don't know if it's if it's healthy, you know, and I think the the nature of the stopping thing the last thing i wanted to touch on like what you were saying about you know i think i i rest so to speak or i take so long in the mornings is because it takes me a really long to get going but once i get going i'm like off to the races and i try to get as much done as i can while i'm there because i know it's going to be so hard for me to get going again but in this episode he spoke about how important it is to stop before you're burnt out like leave some juice done on the like leave it there because yes it can actually increase your motivation to want to continue like to want to go back to it the next day and ride Mm -hmm. the motivation that you didn't get to okay i didn't get to finish that yesterday i'm gonna jump right into that today so leave some to jump into instead of getting to a really good stopping point and then the next day you're like i don't even know where to be you know so yeah i haven't implemented that yet but i want to i i think those are all things that we should talk more about because what's the last point about just diving back in because stopping before you hit that point, it's really hard or it's, that is really hard to do, I think. But the loneliness aspect, especially from an anxiety standpoint, I relate to so much. And I, I don't, I know we've been, we're, we're trying to keep it tight today. So I think it's a larger discussion, but I really relate to that because like when I went to Paris and I literally to go to culinary school, I literally did not know a single person. And Obviously, I did eventually make friends, but the first few months there were really, really difficult on so many levels. And I think because like we are both very social people, I felt really isolated. My anxiety was much higher. Also, granted, I was newer to anxiety at that point, but it was a huge, huge challenge. And so I think there's a lot to be said. Like, I'm really proud of you for doing this, but I also think that that is a very common feeling to to be incredibly destabilized by lack of community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that was my, yeah, that was my, um, that was my thought. I don't know how I'm going to do with it, but we'll, we'll see time. time, Find out next week here on Spiral. (laughs) We'll leave, talk about that. We'll leave before we'll do what we said before stopping. Um, all right, let's do the quickest highs ever. The quickest highs Um, of all time. You go first. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, I, one high is that I got to have Ruby Rosa for the first time in a long time last night. It was so good. I had my pizza and got to catch up with our bartender and Logan was watching the Eagles game at the bar, which was not, not ideal, but very funny. Um, so that was a good high. Um, we had friends over for dinner and I made tacos uh, 
and like we just haven't seen our like best friends in a very very long time and so it was so nice to just like sit and chat for hours and catch up and that was lovely um and then what else um I mean, Taco got a haircut and he's like the most handsome dog that I've ever seen in my whole life. And he's sleeping. Um, I'm recording this on the couch because my back is out, but um, he is just a snoozing right next to me. And that's making me very happy. Aww. Those are great <laughs> ones. I love that. Um, oh, okay, you go. Okay, so mine are... Um, it just felt so good, honestly, to it was a real sprint to the finish. And I'm honestly, I haven't said this to anyone, um, but I'll say it to you. I had to <laughs> I I well, I'll say it to you after we start after we record, because now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I want this in here. Um, but basically it was a real sprint to the finish to get here and like get to the airport and get my apartment ready for some, I'm doing an apartment swap, like I said. And so getting my apartment ready for someone else to be in it and getting to the airport, I just haven't traveled at all since, um, you know, really much at all since I moved to LA since the pandemic, other than a couple, like I had a wedding in Colorado and a couple trips to Michigan for the holidays. But other than that, like really have not left LA at all. It's a, that's a big impetus of me coming here because financially, like it wasn't something I could invest in traveling for a couple of reasons. Like I, it's expensive. And then also like I needed to figure out work and like making money. And it's hard to do that while you're, while you're traveling and the expense of it. So this seemed like the perfect option. So just like a big high is just that I get to do this and be here complicated as we discussed, but it just felt so good to like get to the airport and be on a plane and like pack and be somewhere new. Like I forgot how good that felt and like hear a different language around and just like, it's so much stimulation. And so it's been a bit overwhelming yeah. for my nervous system because I haven't done it in so long and like navigating and being in the subway, but, but it's good. It's really, really good. And the place I'm in is beautiful. So like, that's another high. I'm just in such a beautiful apartment and right across the street from the park. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it really makes me happy. Um, and yeah, so that's that one. Um, and just being here with you. Um, I'm really happy to be talking to you and be doing spiraling for Me another too. season. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. I think for this week. So can we do our disclaimer? Yes, we must disclaim. Um, are we, are we doctors? <laughs> no, we are definitely not. Uh, we are obviously not mental health professionals or experts of any kind we are just two friends sharing our experiences with anxiety so if you are struggling with your mental health we highly suggest therapy we love therapy and remember if you're spiraling you are not alone you are not weird or damaged or crazy and you don't owe anyone an explanation for your mental health and we love you we love you thank you for being here